Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to the FlowTrack Podcast. FlowTrack Podcast is at gmail.com, excuse me, is the email address if you'd like to write in. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. I'm Kevin, joined by Lincoln Shrike on this Friday. You can watch the show, flowtrack.org slash flowtrack podcast. Uh, Lincoln, how are you doing today? Mm, I was waiting for a joke. I thought you were going to have one. I, I assume you were bouncing it around in your head and just couldn't quite come up with it yet. No, I'm doing pretty good today. Um, little little uh, rainy outside. I, I enjoy a good rain, a nice rainstorm, especially how rare they are in, in Texas. Um, we're getting excited for Thanksgiving in our house. Um, you know, mm. those vegan turkeys, you just can't live without them. I know you know that, Kevin, you're a big vegan turkey guy. Um, so yeah, it's good times all around here. How are you? Good. I don't see rain in the forecast over here. That's how far we live from each other, despite yeah. living, theoretically in, in the same city, but you moved to the country now. Yeah. Well, I'm in a different county over here. Um, mm -hmm. So are you it's in Williamson kind of, County? Yeah. Williamson County, okay. where, where uh, you know, we uh, had an entire show. We had, we were a subject matter on the show, the infamous show Live PD. We had to reelect a different sheriff because our sheriff was a little corrupt. Um, so it's the Wild okay. West out here, uh, uh, Kevin. Um, you know, but one day you'll I'll get you out to visit old Taylor, Texas, the home of my family and the uh, the birthplace and I guess the growing up home of Fred Curley. It's just it's it's mm -hmm. just a great town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two two legends right there. I'd love to come out. Yeah. I mean, I would have to. No, several days in advance because it is a several hour drive out there <laughs> uh, to Texas. It's 40 minutes. On to it's 40 minutes. On to uh, yeah. that's 40 minutes in Texas is a long time because yeah. you're out in the open road, get to a lot of thinking. Yeah. Okay. On today's show, we're going to talk about windows open and windows closed for some top athletes. The people really liked your Wade Van Niekerk take a few days ago. So yeah. we're going to run that back, maybe with a little bit more nuance here. And 
we have a list of athletes here. All of them are prominent. Most of them are US based. But the question for all of them is has the window closed on them winning a major championship medal? And major championship, I'm defining as Olympics and outdoor world championships. We're not talking relays either. We're talking about individual medals here. So I will go one by one here mm-hmm. and I will just let you you tee off basically. So I hope you're ready to carry this this episode, Lincoln. I'm excited. I know I'm the expert on deciding when careers are over with. Um, you know, I've put a wrap on Wade Van Niekerk's career. I assume he's planning his retirement press conference any day now. Quite the contrary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's no, not. no. He's making graphics. He's like, he's so mad that I said that he was done. He's like, he is either one found somebody that knows how to make graphics for him that says he's not done. Or he's like, three options he already knew how to make graphics which you know a millennial probably a decent likelihood or three he's so mad he's like screw it i've never opened up photoshop i'm figuring out how to do this to make a graphic that says i am not done so three options there either all of them are entertaining and hilarious uh in their own right but yes i've uh i put my my face out there my neck out there if you will to decide when these athletes are done uh many times i'm i'm misguided and wrong um, but I'm honored that you're trusting my expertise enough for me to uh, offer up the opinion of if these athletes' windows have closed or or if they're still open. Yeah, he's like, listen, that guy with the stupid hats in front of the paintings every day, he's gone on long <laughs> enough unanswered. I'm going to Photoshop. This cannot yeah. stand. <laughs> Take your hat off. Okay, yeah. athlete number one. Athlete number one, I want to know, has the metal window closed for Mo Farah? Okay, so a couple things. I'm on record within the last year, embarrassingly embarrassingly enough, saying that I thought Mo Farah was going to win the gold medal in the 10,000. Now, a couple things. Um, That's wrong, (laughs) one. Two, Joshua Chep, the guy, was not fully realized Mm -hmm. at that point. Now he is fully... uh, the greatest distance runner on earth, maybe maybe save Ellie Kachogi, but but the point is he's pretty close to unbeatable right now in the ten thousand. And then there's also Jacob Kiplimo. Um, so that that take is wrong. So the the question is is he can he still win the bronze medal? And before I answer that, I need you to explain to me like a kindergartner, and I know you're not watching it maybe because you don't live in Britain, but I need you to explain to me like I'm a like I'm a five year old. What is going on in the reality show? Is this is he running? Is he training dur- during the process of of this show? Is this like a survivor type setting where he's out and and can't go back to normal life? Like what what do, what's your understanding of what he's doing right now in the show? I got a download on the show last night actually from a listener oh, wow. in Great Britain who fancies himself as a reality TV expert. So Basically, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, is a huge deal in Great Britain. In terms of advertising, it does Super Bowl in the US type numbers. So Mo Farah obviously got paid a lot of money to be on the show. This season, because of the pandemic, they did not put it in a far-flung jungle. It's in a castle in Wales that is quite run down. And there are a series of challenges, not too different from what I understand, uh, from Survivor. As for mm-hmm. his training, I do not think he's getting to train that much. I think we'll hear more about that later. 
but per and my source did not tell me did not tell me this but per wikipedia the sh- the window of shooting is only two weeks basically oh, so, maybe so just taking this time off yeah. yeah yeah taking two weeks off is not unheard of there was a clip that came out this morning from the show that showed him sticking his hand into a unknown crevice and being greeted by something gross and him screaming and the hosts laughing at him and it looks like a good time all around mm-hmm. i kind of i'm going the other way on this the british media probably thinks this marks the the end of mo as a serious metal threat i'm going the other way i think this is exactly what the doctor ordered for him mm-hmm. gets to loosen up gets gets to relax what how hard is kicking in the final lap of a 10,000 after you've put your hand, you know, elbow deep into cockroaches. Wow. Wow. That is, that is definitely the zag to most people's zig there, Kevin. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't, now that I know it's just a two week thing and it's not like uh, if he survives all these challenges and is the winner, he's there for 40 days and he loses 80 pounds or whatever. Yeah. um, Yeah. I know it's not that type of a situation. Then I'll, then I'll still say his windows open. Um, his performances, you know, who could forget his hour world record? I mean, who could honestly ever forget that? It was such an honor to, I'll remember where I was when I watched that. Um, <laughs> his window has not closed, even though he'll be whatever it is, 38, even though he's participating yeah. in, in, um, reality TV over in Britain right now, his window is not closed. And I should say, I remember you, you say that show is popular, um, in britain it may not have been as popular in the u.s but that was a show for a while mm-hmm. in the u.s they brought it over um i don't remember um who all was on it other than the uh heidi and spencer of the hills fame i mm-hmm. remember they were on it so it was a show for a while in the u.s i remember watching it when i was a kid i just didn't catch on i guess like it has over there well as with most things related to television sometimes the brits just do it better than the americans mm-hmm. i think it's I think we have a a large enough sample size to conclude that I am with you. I do not think his window is closed. Surely, Cheptegei has vaulted to the top of the heap. But past that, has anybody this year really distinguished themselves? You could say Kiplimo as well, too. But it's not as if anybody else has really cemented themselves as being a an Olympic medal lock. So I think there's at least one spot still there. And hey. Championship races are his bread and butter. We'll see yeah. what he can do. We'll see what he can yeah. do in that setting. If if Cheptegei didn't break, and this is a big if, if Cheptegei didn't break <laughs> those world records this year, would any would any of our priors have changed about the 10,000 for the men? No, obviously that's a tr- tremendous if, right? But uh, it's all about what his competition has done this year with Kilplimo mm-hmm. beating Chep the guy in the in the half and winning winning the world title and 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 then obviously Chep the guy in the the five and the ten. I mean that's just, I mean I, I guess it's not out of the question that Mo Farah could still win. It's just you imagine three years away from the track or whatever it's been, primarily focused on the roads mm-hmm. that that that, it, that it's kind of done that. And when you compare someone. Yes, he's got all these medals, but when you compare someone that's doing reality TV to Chep, the guy who just got done breaking world records, it's kind of like, nah, I'm, I, I, I kind of like the guy who's 24 and just ran 12.35 and 26.11 over the guy who's mm-hmm. uh, pumping up his celebrity over there in Britain. I just, you know, it's not out of the question, however, that Mo is definitely not a medal. And, and, and you know, he, 
Would it be stunning if he won gold? I mean, not if you look at the fact of how good he's been previously. Was it stunning when Michael Jordan came back after whatever it was? I mean, it was, wasn't a three-year bang thing and was still the best player in the NBA? No, it wasn't stunning. Yeah. I mean, you know, so chances are certainly still high that he gets a medal. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Next athlete is somebody you tried to draft for or trade for, excuse me, in your episode with Gordon when you were trying to accumulate the best sprint team. You said, you know what? I'm putting a lot of assets into getting LaShawn Merritt onto my fictitious track team. He appeared once this year in 2020. Actually, Mm -hmm. twice, because this does not include the AP Ranch meet that we know he ran in. But one real race this year where he ran 45-98 in 2019. He ran 45-82, only raced three times. In 2018, ran four 200s and then a couple relay legs, and that was it. And in 2017, he went out in the semifinals of the World Championships. And that year, he had a, a PB of 44 78 of course 2016 was his last medal winning season a really good season for him bronze in rio also made the olympic final in the 200 i don't know if you remember that one lincoln that's the one where he ran uh 1974 in the trials yeah. in the semis of the 200 and then came back and yeah. ran 1979 so it's been if you want to call 2016 his last really good year then it's been several years now for the sean Merritt, who is 34 yeah. years of age yeah, and I would say, you know, he was still relevant, obviously made a team in 2017. Um, it is certainly a stretch, and I will say his window has closed, even though I just traded him and in building my new Bowerman track sprint squad um, with LaShawn Merritt. I'm kind of the 2000, 2009 or whatever it was, uh, Brooklyn Nets, you know, mortgaging my future for a bunch of uh, old old heads. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, LaShawn Merritt, I mean, he's still running. It's possible. Um, mm-hmm. But at 34, and I mean, 34-year-old 400-meter runners typically don't thrive. We know he's been, you know, he's been good since 2007. You know, it's just been a long time. And mm-hmm. he's extended his career longer than most people would think he has. Um and certainly if he's still planning on another run at the Olympics, which it appears he is, I think he's played the last couple of years well in, in the sense that just take it real slow, stay healthy. Um, and maybe he hasn't stayed healthy. Maybe that's the issue. Um, but I think his his window's done. I, I don't I think that's that's pretty clear. Um, this gets also back to would it surprise me if he made a, another um Olympic team? Not really, because the drop-off. I think after Norman and Curly is considerable. Mm-hmm. I don't obviously. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Because um, who made it? Was it Nathan Strother that was the third guy last year? Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't make a like, yeah. he didn't make a world he didn't make a world championship final. There's guys with potential there, but the drop off is significant after two. So it wouldn't stun me if he got that third spot. But as far as win- being able to medal, I, I I think that's that's gone. Uh, and it's been a great career. No, no fault in that. But yeah, it's. I think his window's closed. Yeah, the standard that we're measuring this by is is medals, and I think it would be a big accomplishment at this stage of his career to make the team. Norman Curley, one, two, unless something crazy happens, then there's a lot of people competing for that third spot. But then when you go international, you have to throw in Stephen Gardner in that mix. You have to throw yeah. in potentially Wade Van Niekerk. 
well, into no, that not, mix. We're not throwing in people who are done, Kevin. We're not throwing in people who are done. <laughs> I, I don't know where. The, no, that was kidding. your that was your take. That was your take. Yeah. Take me off the Photoshop, Wade. Put Lincoln's face yeah. right on there. And oh, Zambrano, Zambrano, yeah. the bronze medalist. There's my point being. There's enough of an international presence in the 400 right now that when you combine that with Norman and Curly, the math isn't there for a, mm-hmm. a merit medal. Um, so make yeah. the team definitely a possibility. Uh, and that would be a, a, a great success getting a medal. I agree with you. Going to be tough for LaShawn Merritt. Let's move on. Okay. Jenny Simpson. Jenny Simpson. Yeah. This is like the ultimate, which way are you going to go here? Um, I know which way I'm going, but I'll let she, you go first. She, she's still running fast. She's still going to make a, a, the Olympic team. Like, and there she ran 358 in the last race of the season. Um, she's 34 now. Um, she had a, in, even her shortened season was good this year. She didn't run any 15s, but you know, she ran 851 in the 3K, a 1458 indoors. She's still a, a great athlete. I don't, there's no obvious signs of decline, you know? So this is tough. It has to do more at the top. Right now in the 1500, and you look at the people who have run really, really fast, and you, you know, Hulahan's better than her right now in the U.S. Hassan is obviously fantastic. We don't know if she'll be in the 1500, but you know, she's she won the world title in 351. That's out of range for Jenny Simpson. If that's how the race plays out, and you know, if if, if Kip Yegon's going full bore, if Laura Muir, I, I I just tend to think that that last year's race at Doha was an anomaly and will return at the Olympics to something more familiar around the four minute range in a race, it, it, uh, particularly if Savanasan does just do the five k and ten k, which I know is what you expect. So I will say her window mm-hmm. is still open because I think when it returns to more of a tactical type of a setting, she's she's the best she's the best at that and she still is fit she ran 358 last year in that final um that was not the type of race where she's going to be able to thrive but that like i said that that scenario happening again i think is is a slim chance and in in she can still win a medal absolutely if this is a 357 to to 402 type of a type of a race which i would expect would would be the case you nailed it. You got it exactly right. You hit all my <laughs> points there. Listen, she's made 10 teams in a row. 10 yeah. teams in a row, going back to 2007. I'm not picking against her to finish top three at the Olympic trials. And then she's going to get into these Olympic games. And she's going to work her Jenny Simpson magic. She's going to get her way into the final. And then she can get a medal. She can get a medal yeah. precisely for the reasons that you said. If Safan Hassan is in the 5 and the 10 and not in the 1500, I think that race comes back down to earth a little bit and her tactical acumen becomes that much more important. And even if the race is quick, but not as quick, I still like her chances because she's running 358 still. She's still in tremendous shape. You could shake up the shake up the old snow globe and come up with a bunch of different scenarios for how last year's race finished. Like there's a world in which, you know, she finishes fifth and, and not eighth. Who are we really confident in, in the 
in the 1500. We're confident in if if Hassan doesn't run, you know, Sagai, Kipiegon, Muir, Houlihan, Gabrielle Debut Stafford, but she could be right there. Yeah. She could be right there in that group. Injuries happen. People don't make it through to the final because of fluke situations. I think her window is still very much open to to medal. So you got a hundred percent on that one for me, Jason. Or, it's, sorry, <laughs> that's wrong podcast. Um, same Cubs, uh, you know, <laughs> Cubs fan. Wrong, 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 wrong guy though. That's okay. It happens. Um, you do too many podcasts. I think that's the uh, that's the the. Yeah, uh, I can't keep my can't keep my here. Cubs fans straight here. Okay. Yeah. Ready for the next fun. one? Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna throw in a bonus one right now, one that's not on the list, but that we should have included, and I don't know how we forgot her. Allison Felix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. That's a that's a good one. That's hard. Women's four hundred is uh, two medal spots are are gone. So let's let's look at there. Can Allison so feel? Assuming they run the four. So you're assuming Miller Weibo runs the four hundred because she's talked before about just doing the two. I mean, are you really going to criticize Salwa Eden Nasser like this for criticize World Athletics for allowing her to compete? You're really going to run 48-37 and have this icy relationship with your rival and then just not run the 400? I think you have to – if you think – Yeah, if you're I don't Shani think – I don't think one thing you think, I, I think if you think what if, Salwa Eden Nasser doesn't deserve to be at the Olympic Games and let's also – she's going to be defending her 400-meter Olympic title, she's going to be in the 400. That would be ridiculous. You, she has no, to come I think back. She's running forty-eight thirty-seven. I, 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 I mean, think she so. might. She yeah. might, but those aren't the reasons why. The reason you, you, what you do is you find the clearest path to the gold medal because they screwed you over with the schedule and you can't do both. So is it easier yeah. in the four or is it easier in the two for her? I think it's much easier in the two hundred because Sawi yeah. Nasser in mean, the four hundred. I, I agree with that. Assuming she's eligible to run, which she is right now. Anyway, we're talking about Felix. Go ahead. Okay. I um, was encouraged, actually, by what I saw from Allison Felix last year. Um, I, you know, she had a uh, a baby in late 2018, and then in, by the summer of 2019, she was improving. Um, and we know her record. It's been pretty spectacular. I thought the limited appearance she ran, I know it was like a 150 in virtual race, but I thought she looked okay. So I think the window is cracked. I don't think it's open. I think it's still cracked. I I it, I needed. I don't. I we need various levels of how open the window is. It's not wide open for sure. I just think it's possible that she can still break fifty seconds, and you know that means she's she's got a shot at a medal because we remember the mm -hmm. bronze medal finisher in the 400 last year in Doha was way back. It's not like it's like bang, bang, bang. It's if those two run, it's those two up front and then a fight for everybody else for the bronze. And I think that's still a possibility for, for Allison Felix. If she continues on a, this trajectory that she was on coming off the pregnancy, which was a very difficult situation, which she kind of chronicled, I think it's cracked. It's not open. It's not wide open um, because you know, her career is long in the tooth at this point. She's getting up there in age for a sprinter, um, but I, but I think it's still there. There's still a chance that she can she can get the bronze in Tokyo. 
the number you're looking for is 1.10 seconds. That was the gap from Shawnee Miller-Webo to Sharika Jackson, silver to bronze. Now, the bad news for the Allison Felix fans out there is Sharika Jackson still ran 49.47, which is a very fast time. It's just the women who went 1-2 put up historical performances. But Allison Felix, her PR, 49.5. Two six, so she doesn't have much wiggle room there. She's only run under forty nine six three times in her entire career. You go farther down that final, Lincoln, into fourth. You have Wadlin Jonathan's from the U.S. forty nine sixty, Phyllis Francis forty nine sixty one. So yeah. it's going to be a a tight squeeze. Right. Now there was a gap there back to sixth, seventh, and eighth, but she is benefiting. Felix is benefiting from the fact that. The women's 400 in the U.S. right now isn't as deep as it has been in prior years. Jonathan's yes, looks good. Phyllis Francis looks good. I think you got to keep an eye out for Shakima Wembley. Lena Irby is on the come up. There's going to be some somebody who's 19 or 20 who's really good. But if she can make her way onto that team, obviously I think she's going to be able to make that final, and then she's in business. And again, if Miller Weibo doesn't run, and there's or there's an injury something going Felix's way, I think I think a crack is a good way to to describe just yeah. how open this window is. Yeah, and I, I think there's also a decent chance if we're looking at the Doha race. I mean, everybody PR'd that we're talking about, even Phyllis Francis, yeah. the 2017 world champion, decent chance mm-hmm. we don't ever see a race like that again. I, everyone was a product of the two women ahead of them. You know, you're chasing them, running for your life. Um, that doesn't mean they can't run that fast again, but that I, that felt like a once in a lifetime race. Um, I mean, forty eight fourteen is unconscionable. Um, yeah, and so so she may not, may not need to be like Allison Felix of twenty fifteen to. I mean, I think everyone understands that, but she doesn't need to necessarily run forty nine six to to get a or forty nine whatever it was uh, seven or um, to get a medal. So. Mm-hmm. She might have to, and that's why it's a it's a crack because it's like we're not. I don't really know if it's possible, but with the understanding mm-hmm. that last year was just a foundation building season in her comeback, um, and and that you know she's Allison Felix and has been outstanding since two thousand three or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I'm still. Uh, I'm I'm still. I have a little faith behind her that she, that she can get this done and get a medal in Tokyo. Next one, Justin Gatlin. Mm-hmm. You have to say it's still open. Particular, I mean, he just got a silver, and Christian Coleman is not going to be at the Olympics in all likelihood. So, I mean, you could make the argument that he's the window's still open for a gold medal. I mean, it's it's absolutely still open. <laughs> Uh, you know, there's yeah. a there's a world in which he's the Olympic champion at age whatever it is in 2020. It was going to be 39, 38. I mean, there's a there's yeah. you could make the case that he's he that he could win the Olympic title. Just when you remove Coleman, when you have Lyles who isn't proven, he's proven, but he's not consistent. I think in the hundred, Justin Gatlin is consistent. Now he's really old. But I, he has not He'll shown be to me. Next year. 
I'm not too he, far he behind him, so I don't appreciate your uh, characterizations of his age. But go ahead. He'll be 39 next it, year. Okay. As a sprinter, though, as, a, as somebody who won the 2004 yeah, yeah. Olympic title, I was in middle school yeah. when he won the, an Olympic title. <laughs> I, I have two children and a mortgage now, and he's still arguably the best active sprinter in the 100 meters, right? It's insane. It's. I know some people will be like, well, here, let me – let me show you why, you know, he's he's this way. And I could listen to that argument. But no, his window is not closed for any any color of metal. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, next up, Matthew Centrowitz. As another, this is a, another tough case. I feel like I can't say his window is closed just because of all the reasons I gave for Simpson, all the reasons I gave for Allison Felix. Mm-hmm. But gosh, well, I think Simpson is Simpson is the best comp because the fifteen hundred is so weird. So you're basically betting on can he get into a Olympic fifteen hundred meter final or World Championship fifteen hundred meter final again? Which means yeah, the team yeah, and, and make it to the rounds because if he gets there, it's silly to count anybody out. So. Centro is like 31, I think now. And I look at the case of saying, is he done? Yeah, he still is going to be in position to make finals at the at the Olympic st- at the Olympic level and the world championship level. I look at this from 2015. He was a non-factor in the 2015 world championship final, finished eighth, I believe. And then comes back next year and wins the Olympic title. Now, Mm-hmm. Can he do that again? Probably not, um, because I think t- obviously 2016 was his peak season. He also got a perfect race. It was a 350 race. He's probably not going to get a 350 race again with Timothy Chariot. Um, so I think the window is closed for him for for gold. But he was still competitive in in 2019 and mm-hmm. a master tactician, as we like to like to brand him as. Um, no, his his window has has certainly not not closed in my estimation. It's it's going to be awfully awfully tough for him to get a medal. I think um, because let's. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to track down the. Um, I got him right the, here. The, the results from, right from here. Doha. But if it, I mean, we have no idea if McLuffy is going to be there. I assume he's yeah. going to be there. But okay, go ahead, go ahead. Chariot. Guaranteed probably to beat him. McLuffy, yeah. not a guarantee because we don't know if he's going to be there. Lewandowski, yeah. not a guarantee. Not. Ingebrigtsen, no. maybe. Yeah. Jake Whiteman, he can beat Jake Whiteman. Josh yeah. Kerr, he can beat Josh Kerr. Although and then Josh, Kerr, Josh Kerr has never lost, I believe, to Matthew Centrowitz. Sure, but when you compare him <laughs> to someone like Chariot, who is clearly on a pedestal, there's beatable guys yeah. in front of him. Now, there's people behind Centro who could beat him, such as Craig Engels, mm-hmm. who beat him at USA's. But yeah, I feel like I'm going soft and keeping the window open for a lot of these athletes, but I still think it's a possibility. I'm not going to rule Centro out. Yeah, I, I, it's it's just not. Based on his, you know, his record, It's just he's just been too good. And he's not... He's been around for a long time, but that's because he was good at 21. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I, I just don't necessarily see it being 
over for him. He could have a he could have a Nick Willis type run. I mean, I doubt it. Most people don't, yeah. but it, it's not. It's certainly not impossible. Now the jury's still out. He hasn't gotten a medal under the under the Jerry system. The jury's out if this yeah. more distance training is good for him as opposed to the more speed focused stuff. We'll see. Um, but even even if he's a a B minus Centro, he's still going to be at the in the you know the Olympic final. So you can't count him out. Yeah, you the fifteen hundred as we've said time and time again has a much heavier tactical element than any other event in running right now. Thus, yeah, you can strategize your way out of situations, and you can switch your style of racing up a little bit and maximize your returns. It's just, it's like a starting pitcher who loses their fastball but develops a different type of pitch later on in their career and can Change can it. still win games does yeah can yeah. still they can still win games using their mind a little bit i think centro can still mm. can still do that through the rounds and through the race itself there's such a high amount of gamesmanship in the 1500 so i'm mm. not closing the window on him yeah. you know jordan developed that fadeaway late in his career maybe mm-hmm. centro has something similar True. to sleeps evan jager evan jager who had a huge streak of u.s steeple titles that was snapped last year because of an injury but he's got two medals lincoln silver in 16 and bronze in 17 what do you think yeah you know he was he looked good good not great in the the bowerman invitationals whatever you want to call those um in this past summer you know so i'm confident he's still physically fit um, we haven't seen him in a in a steeple in a while, but he's still running well at the mile, the fifteen hundred, the five thousand. Only thirty one years of age, um, so you know I kind of like my my athletes. They if they're younger than you, Kevin, I still think they're you know they're pliable, except for <laughs> in the case of Justin Gatlin, who's um, who's older than you. Most athletes, they, mm-hmm. they fall along that line. You'd be you'd be right on the edge of retirement if you were an athlete. Um, uh, Evan Jager, though, still in my territory around thirty-one. Uh, he's still he's still good to go. I mean, not to bring up a touchy subject, you know, much more important to legal matters than tended to Evan Jager's career. But it doesn't look like Kinsesla's Caprutu is going to be around, um, and that's the gold medal favorite being out of there. So uh, you know. Jager, despite being injured last year, is, is still a medal contender, absolutely. I'm having a tough time with this one because the rise of Ethiopia in the event, too. And you know Kenya's yeah. going to send through three really good runners, regardless of who it is. But Gurma lost by one one-hundredth of a second last year. Yeah. And to my uh, eyes, they have, one. They have another. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, Wale was fourth you have El Bacali of of Morocco I think I think I might be closed for a medal I think he's going to make finals again hmm. but I think hmm. it took him at his I mean he was awesome those years you watched him very closely when he got silver and, and bronze and he had what I thought were good races in both of them now I know he probably second guessed some moves he made or you know didn't have the clothes exactly that he wanted to have in those races but Thought that was that was peak Jager and that was silver and and bronze. So I think I think I'm going to say it's closed. Wow, I, I I'm stunned by this, and I I understand the desire to have a window closed because all of our windows in our house are open at this point. Um, but 
No, mine are very you much lose... closed. I don't have fancy windows like you. But... Yeah. I... Mine, are, mine are glued you, shut. You lose yeah, the main right. guy. You lo- So Kipruto, all likelihood, not going to be there. And it's not like these guys are going around running 755 or anything. I mean, I don't think he's been surpassed as far as the speed element is concerned in this race. What was the world championships last year? An 805 race or something? I mean, I could be mistaken, but I, I just don't see that at all. I mean, are you seeing drop off? Are you seeing 801? Okay, my bad. But, you know, I still think he can run yeah. 801. I mean, he's, I, you know, I, I still think that's a possibility. And, I don't know. I just, I don't I, think you can close this at all. I, I, he's still relatively young. He still ran well in 20, 2020 in, in, in these, all these different off races. I, I just think there's a chance he's, he's coming back and he's, he's, he can run 801. I, I just, I don't think you can close mm-hmm. it. All right. All right. You can keep your window open. I just don't know. You know, we haven't seen him back in a steeple yet. You're right. He ran the 13, 12, 15 or 5,000, which was a, a solid performance from him it's mostly what i'm doing is i'm kind of i'm comparing him to what i saw from him before and those years before Mm -hmm. when he meddled he was firing on all cylinders he was he was fantastic across the board right um and i think it's just really hard to get back to that point and yes the, the event may not have gotten harder but i don't think it got any easier even if the gold medalist isn't there i think gurma i think el bakali are gold medal capable and again kenya is going to send three people who can run 802 or faster and it's going to be it's going to be tough so i think again again he'll make the final he'll make the i think he'll make the final again but the steeple doesn't allow for the same amount of randomness that a 1500 meter final was or does excuse me so I mean, I, I think if the races played out in different ways, I would have my Centrowitz and Jager pick swapped. But we know how a steeple goes. It's pretty much mm. honest for the most part yeah. in these championship races. Yeah. It's been in, in re- recent years. And then you have someone like Kemboy throwing a huge, ridiculous last lap. But they're pretty they're pretty dead set in how they go out. It's not like they're sit- they're not going out at nine flat pace for the first mile. <sighs> Wouldn't that be fun? And just like, and uh, <laughs> falling over, stepping each other. over the, stepping over the barriers. I'm just expect. I I would watch out, Kevin, and I, I can speak from experience, having graphics indirectly made about you, about about about. I'm myself. not saying he's done. I'm. He's, I'm not. Saying I'm saying he's, he's going to have. Some, I'm not going too far. He's uh. You can expect some 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 wind. Him standing by wide open window graphics coming. I think it's happening soon. So watch out. I mean. <laughs> No, no. Okay. I mean, I guess one. I would have to like uh, tee it up and say Kevin thinks Evan Jager's done. Uh, but yeah, okay, go ahead. Sorry. I don't, for the record, I don't think he's done. I just think his metal metal window is closed, which is Fair. what the argument Fair. was. Right? Fair. Right. Okay. Fine. Last one. Jordan Hase. What do you think? Yeah. Um gosh, she was And for this, since- I'll say top three in a major marathon too not just okay. olympics obviously because the marathon's different it's another situation where she's you know obviously she had to change coaches her previous coach was banned um but a combination of not being able to stay healthy and no no resu- no positive results since she switched over to 
her coaching advisor being Paula Radcliffe leads me to say her, her window has closed. Um, the marathon is just so competitive. Just she switched coaches? And, and, and lack of health. I, I just, there's been no positive results since she's gone over to Paula Radcliffe and you can attribute that to, to health. I just think what, what we saw the two times in Boston and in Chicago I, I think those moments are are probably in the past. Um, you, 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 she doesn't have a ton of time to get this figured out, right? And I know she's going to be in Valencia December 6th or whatever it is, but she runs the half, wasn't very good in Eugene. Um, I am not optimistic that she can be back um, based on what I've seen the last year or so. And again, most of it's health related, but some of it I'm concerned, like, can she succeed without Alberto Salazar? I know we kind of joke about that stuff, but um, I haven't seen it yet. And I I think I think the window's probably closed for her just based on the depth in the marathon. And, you know, I, we just don't typically, I could be wrong, someone could, we don't see people have just a couple down years in the marathon and then all of a sudden get right back to where they were. It's just, it doesn't tend to happen. It's kind of like, you know, you need to be consistent in the marathon. Yeah. Okay. But is he the exception or is he the rule? I mean, I, I just think, I think the window's closed for her. Well, he's obviously the exception because most people, if you run poorly, that's your, that's your baseline at a certain point, but I'm just saying it can happen. Yeah. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. I want to wait. I'm going to wait at least until December 6th when we see her in Valencia to see how fast she goes yeah. there. I think we've seen a lot of people get really good at the marathon late in their career. Now, she went to it earlier than some of these other people, but it's possible. And she has the advantage here of if she is healthy, once the pandemic passes, of racing twice a year and getting two opportunities a year to finish in the top three, which these other athletes don't have. And in many cases, the fields might be split a little bit. If you're asking me, is she going to become a, a gold medalist? No, but I think she could get yeah. top three for sure. And if the field breaks right, she might even get a chance to win a Boston. I mean, after what Lyndon did, we can't really rule anything out in the marathon and what Yuki Kawauchi did. So I think she'll still be in it. She just needs to get the health part figured out which is no small task but do you think she'd be running valencia if she wasn't healthy that's not the type of marathon you sign up for just because you agreed to it the year before and it's in the u.s and it's this big prestige yeah. thing like you could easily drop out of that one especially this year you could easily drop out of that one a couple months before and no one would pay yeah. you any mind yeah, I mean, she might be feeling the pressure to have a good one after obviously dropping out of Chicago last October and then finishing whatever it was, 26 at the, at the trials. You know, I should amend my statement a little bit. She did finish third in April of 2019 in Boston, so it's not like it's been a, a two straight years of, of nothing. Um, I just have been concerned enough by her having to drop out after whatever it was two miles or something in Chicago last October, two Octobers ago, I guess. And, and then, and then, you know, just being totally out of the picture in the trials. Um, yeah, that's, the, well, that that's was too, she was, she was clearly hurt to there, me, right? And that's the thing where you, I understand you take the risk. Though. 
that to me speaks to an inability, like a very significant struggle to get healthy. If you have that issue in October and then you're not able to show up, I know marathon training is rigorous, but then you're not able to show up on the line health by February, by late February, I'm concerned that there are just long-term issues that can't be fixed mm -hmm. in the in the time of her career to which she would be able to be physically relevant in the marathon. I just, I, I'm concerned there's long-term issues that she's not going to be able to escape. Okay. Well, staying healthy in the marathon is a huge part of it because yeah. there's all sorts of people who would have been legends in the marathon if they were able to extend their career. And some of the legends that we do have in the marathon are a byproduct of just longevity and knocking on the door over and over and over again, and then eventually getting that signature win towards the end of their career. I think she's still got a couple good races at least left in her in the marathon, but we shall see, as you mentioned, Valencia marathon on December 6th is, is her next race. We'll leave it there. I think we got through mm -hmm. a good list. Do you want to amend any of your picks here or window close open decisions here? No, no, I'm happy. Um, I'm happy with my, I'm happy with my, um, my picks and should say this podcast brought to you by Anderson windows. Check out your new window. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, get 10% off all window. No. Uh, that'd be funny if that was the case though, if this was brought to you by a window <laughs> manufacturing company. Um, no, I'm good with it. I'm good. Um, more windows open. I think this is more optimistic than it, than we, we thought. I think you probably predicted that I would just slam the window shut on everybody. Um, and, and then have you be the, the good cop and me be the bad cop. It's, it doesn't always play out like that. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm happy with my selections. Well, you only had it closed for Merit and Nassay, right? And then the other one, two, three, four, five, six, the other five you had open. And then yeah. I had it Jager. I had Jager and Merit and then open for everybody else. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm fine with that. I'm, I can respect that. Mm -hmm. One last one. Wade Van Niekerk. Go. No, just kidding. Okay. We'll leave it there. Flowtrackpodcast at <laughs> gmail.com. Thanks to Alon for oh. producing. Have a great weekend, everyone. Uh, Lincoln and Gordon will be back on Monday to oh, kick off our Thanksgiving week series of episodes. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.